Hello, NRL fans. Welcome back to the NRL Rewind podcast. I'm your host, Matt Namoski. Welcome to another off-season pod going solo on this one. I think through the off-season, anything that I think about and think is an interesting topic, I'm just going to quickly jump on the mic for five minutes and speak it up because, you know, as we all go for our, you know, try and get through our cardio sessions uh, or on the train, in the car, we listen to a podcast, something just gets you thinking. And obviously Bill Simmons for me is the guy I always listen to as the pod father and he always, you know, starts some of his podcasts with those open five, ten minute monologues of what's on his mind. And one caught caught my attention. I was kind of going through doing some research for some other pods. And I realized the 2020 rookie of the year was Harry Grant. It was Harry Grant in a Tigers jersey. And it got me thinking. That loan deal where Harry Grant went to the Tigers for that one year and had to return the next year. What if Harry Grant signed with the Tigers and what if the Tigers were able to manipulate that to be similar to soccer with the loan with the option to buy? What if the Tigers were able to sign Harry Grant and how different would the league be? I've got five different scenarios. This is why I think it's a very good what if. It's five different high-profile scenarios that is now affected by Harry Grant being at the Tigers. So let's talk it through. First of all, Let's start with the Tigers, because obviously in this scenario, they get Harry Grant. How much better does that Tigers team be with Harry Grant at Hooker giving the dummy half service? Does Madge Maguire survive? That's number one. So obviously Madge Maguire did make it out of the 2022 season, and we've obviously got to the point now where Kamali came in as the interim, one of the more poorer jobs as an interim we've seen normally. You see the teams get that boost. It wasn't there with him. And now we've got the Tim Sheens for two years, Benji Marshall in two years in 2023. So first of all, if Tigers sign Harry Grant, how good is Harry Grant? Does he develop into the player he is now? Does he get even faster because he's more accelerated in terms of being in that first grade slot and unquestioned? Uh, And then what does that coaching cycle do? Because obviously you had the likes of Jacob Little, um, a Brown who try to step in there and do their job. So I think if you replace, you know, those below average hookers with the Australian hooker, I think the Tigers instantly become a threat. Stepping onto that as well, does that mean the more high profile players like a Mitch Moses wants to come and play at this much better version of the Tigers? You kind of saw, you know, similar with a David North for Luma down in Melbourne when he went on that loan deal last year. It was a really a, day, a different David Norfoluma, really vibrant, didn't have to make as many meters and burn himself out, played a lot more structured. Does someone like a Mitch Moses look at this option and say, you know what, they've got the Australian number nine, I can come in as one of the best halfbacks in the game, uh, potentially another, you know, a quality fullback joins or an outside back. I think there's just a lot of options where when you look at what a type of marquee player Harry Grant is and on any, you know, top list of NRL players that we might get to before the start of the season it would be in the top 20-ish, we'd say. So having a top 20 player there uh, on that roster to really solidify it, I think is very, very interesting. So that's from the Tigers side. So as you can see there, dropping in the Australian hooker, who was just coming off a rookie of the year season with that club, um, you know, there's no Tim Sheens coming back, trying to live, relive 05, no Benji Marshall being the coach potentially, and we have some high-profile guys when they were doing their contracts, 
you look at Cam Munster, the Tigers really went hard at Cam Munster, and all of a sudden now, if Cam Munster saw that Harry Grant was there, and like I said, a couple of other players were there, maybe their off-season recruitment for 23 looks a little bit different in 24 as well. So that's the first one. The next one is Appy Coruscant, obviously signed on for the Tigers in 2023. What happens to Appy? Because obviously I would be pretty certain if Harry Grant is there, they're not signing Appy on big money to be a backup. So now all of a sudden Appy Coruscant, one of the premier hookers in the game, a New South Wales representative, now becomes on the open market. Does he go to somewhere like Parramatta? Does Josh Hodgson now become available? And now does Josh Hodgson turn into a piece? You look at some of the other hooker needy teams in the league, you know, Gold Coast Titans seem like they would fit the bill of needing a veteran hooker. The Brisbane Broncos, who I think would be the most fun option in this one. Uh, the Dragons, obviously, if you don't believe in Jaden Sullivan, there's quite a few teams that would look at an Appy Coruscant and go, that is a guy we want. So I think Appy is the next domino to fall, which then goes to the Panthers, because obviously they sold Appy Coruscant. So right now they're playing Mitch Kenny, and they've got a couple of young guys, uh, Luke, coming through there. But do the Panthers now look at it and go, look, let's just re-sign Appy and Ryder for a couple more years until we see what's going on. The Panthers are very strong across the board in, you know, season after season. This is the first one I kind of think we're in a key position. They'll be playing a below average player where having Appy Coruscant, who was, you know, always a top five hooker in the game, all of a sudden now you're having Mitch Kennedy and some of the Mitch Kennedy and some of these young fellas trying to come in and do a job. Um, again, if let's say Appy goes to the Eels, there's Josh Hodson. Uh, turn up on this team now. It's quite an interesting what if because I think the, the hooker options would be slightly different if Appy Coruscant didn't sign really early. There could have been quite a few ways that the Panthers went around filling that slot. Two more here. The Cheese, Brandon Smith, is a very, very big winner in this because he gets to stay in Melbourne as the number nine, the unquestioned number nine. Obviously, they were playing the nine and 13 jerseys, trying to you know bring Cheese in that 13 role and he has said, you know, he needs to gain a good 5 to 10 kilos to make that work with the physical nature of playing 13 versus number 9. It brought him off the impact of the bench, obviously signed with the Roosters because of that and kind of got put in Craig Bellamy's doghouse and didn't get really used the same way for the rest of the season. If Brandon Smith was an impact player for the whole 2022 season, did the Storm go a bit further than what they do? If he doesn't sign for the Roosters, what do the Roosters do? Because... They obviously let Sam Verrill go to the Titans. They've signed Jake Turpin, but other than that, there's not really an option at nine. So does Api Coruscant end up there? Does Josh Hodgson end up there? Again, this is all stemming from Harry Grant not being at the Tigers where, again, he won a Rookie of the Year campaign, was the spark for that team. That team wasn't great. I think they finished 11th that season, seven wins, but you just saw the impact when he was on the field. He was really the fair force. And obviously we did touch on it. If Cheese doesn't go... It stays at the Storm, what happens to the Roosters? Because I think heading into the 2023 season, they are the very sexy pick to make a deep finals push, and I think it is because having Cheese, the New Zealand number nine, in that hooker slot. If they don't have him, where do they go? Because I don't think they're going to be down for another season. Really after Jake Friend, they haven't been able to find that guy. They thought Sam Verrills could be that guy. You know, they did trial Ben Marsh, obviously just due to injury risk, having Terps there now. It's going to be very, very interesting to see what would have happened there if um, old Uncle Nick and Trent Robinson needed to find another solution. But again, guys, it's a short one, but I'm really interested. I think in sport especially, and I think the NRL is getting up there as well, where 
the what-if scenarios, I think, are always a little bit more interesting than what happened. Obviously, we know that the Panthers, the two-time defending champions, the Roosters a couple of years before that, two-time defending champions, sometimes it's the moves that don't or do happen that really cause a domino effect. And I think this is one where the Tigers, with the roster they have now, the way that they shred some of those really bad contracts five years ago, and they've been trying to morph themselves into this team. And, you know, when you look at it, it's a nice team on paper, just hasn't got that quality to finish it. Harry Grant, and then I think you really would have got a half to follow Harry Grant, like a Moses or a Munster, to really take that big offer, that big money offer. You think when Adokar was about to leave the storm, the Tigers were in that race again to re-sign him. I just find that that all you need is this one this one thing to happen. And it was that close. He was already wearing the jersey. He already won Rookie of the Year. I know that was a deal that was predicated on them going back. But, you know, I find that, you know, you look at the deal between the Panthers and the Tigers this year with Charlie Staines and Tyron Peachy swapping, and that is a permanent deal. If this was permanent, if, the, if they gave up something else in that deal, you know, you look at someone like, I'm not sure if Alex Twow would have got over the edge, but... Alex Twall, when he was, you know, in really, really good form, did the well, that would have made them bite, you know. Even someone like, you know, a David Norfoluma. Yeah, David Norfoluma is one of your best try scorers in club history, but the chance to get a young Harry Grant, who was he was injury affected that season as well, let's not forget. He had I think it was an MCL or a or a knee injury there. He was just running and running and out of dummy half he was dangerous and close to the line he was scoring and creating tries. So it's a very, very fascinating one. And again, I'm going to kind of, as I do research for pods through this offseason, as we look through to get ready for preview for the 2023 season, I'm going to be looking at these type of what-ifs and if this happened, if this did not happen. And I think this is a great one to start off with because it's only a couple of years old now. It's three years old, but it really, in this culture now in the NRL where I think the swap deal is coming more and more essential. I think it's a great way for clubs who have a surplus of players in one position and don't have another one. Um, you look at the one that kind of spurned this one on for me, thinking about it was the Greg Marzu for Chris Randall, Titans to Knights. It makes sense, right? Jaden Braley is the unquestioned number nine, and, you know, Kurt Mann at a pinch can step in there at nine, got some youngsters coming through the ranks, so Chris Randall now becomes surplus. Some of the Titans, they've always had these outside backs where, you know, a Marzu or a Corey Thompson in previous seasons is sitting in reserve grade. So it's a win-win for both, and I feel like, at this point in time, the Tigers could have really... It's hard for the Tigers to sign a market player right now. You saw with Munster trying to get that big money deal over the line through a trade um, or, a, or a swap deal, having this option to get a quality player. And I think if you're an other club who's down the bottom of the ladder right now, it's a, like you look at the Tigers, sorry, the Warriors, the Titans, the Knights, this is a way where if you've got a great player at a big club who just can't crack minutes, you can say look, we'll take it, let's hone in their skills and let's try and do something here. I think it's a very valuable option. Harry Grant, like I said, it was funny. As I'm doing the research and I'm seeing Harry Grant in a Tigers jersey, smiling with his arms crossed, rookie of the year. I forgot about it. That was only three years ago. So it's one to keep an eye out for these type of deals. And I think it's important to look back on what could have shaped the next five years of the NRL. I think this is definitely one of those ones where it's a sliding doors moment where the Australian hooker could be ending up on the Tigers and the ripple effect of, you know, three of the top five clubs in the league in a key position being different. 
So it's one to ponder. And again, we'll be back with more of these throughout the offseason. But that's all I wanted to do, guys. Get that one on paper because I think it's a really, really interesting play here. So thanks for listening, guys. We'll be back with more evidence throughout the offseason. Have a great day. We'll hear from you soon. Cheers.